Hi, I'm Jenny Diedrich, and this is the Holistic Coaching Podcast, where we talk about accessing your full potential, thriving in your relationships, and making transformational changes. Welcome to the Holistic Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about anxiety and how it manifests in the body and what are some practical tools we can use when anxiety shows up in this way. During this episode, I'll be sharing some of my personal story with you guys. I'm doing this because I want to encourage and validate you, the listener, to understand that you are not alone. As a wife, mom, and a coach who will always be in the healing journey, I hope I can offer a practical, relatable human lens of how I have experienced these topics myself. So let's get started. When I started down the journey of learning more about holistic health and what that really meant, I had some of my biggest discoveries when it came to the body and the part it plays. I had general knowledge about nutrition. I was eating fairly well since I was into growing my own food. However, the concept of emotions and how they're connected to the physical body was not anything I ever thought about. My mentality was to just boss my body around, pushing through fatigue, mental fog, or physical pain. I'd be frustrated when my body wasn't keeping up with me. I was prideful about how I could power through long work days and hectic schedules. And I thought to myself, I just have a higher tolerance for busyness than most people. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I thought I was killing it. I pushed myself to the max. The worse things were in my home life, the more I took on. I hit my first health crisis in 2016, as I mentioned on the previous episode. Everything came to a screeching halt. At that time, I was working three jobs, managing crisis at home, and juggling a busy social life. My body said, no more. You cannot do this any longer. For so long, I lived completely disconnected. My thoughts, my feelings, my emotions lived on three different planets, or so I thought. But now I know that these things are all connected and these things can give us key insight for when we need to pull back, say no, make a change, use our voice or set boundaries. So let's discuss anxiety and how it manifests in the body. There are two common ways. Number one, it can manifest through what's called an acute expression. This is when adrenaline floods the body, which creates that feeling that you're on high alert. You guys have heard the term fight or flight. So this is a little bit more easier to recognize. The second way it manifests is a little bit trickier to discover sometimes, and this is called non-acute. And this manifests through chronic illness, and noticeable and sometimes hard to notice physical symptoms. So some of these physical symptoms can be, this is not an inclusive list, but here are some common ways. Tightness in the chest, constricted throat, shallow breathing, antsiness, exhaustion, insomnia, dry mouth, headaches, muscle aches, rapid heartbeat, sweating, a pit in your stomach, digestive issues, lightheadedness and sensitivity to noise. 
Anybody can relate to any of those. A personal example that I like to give people is when I was going through my separation from my now ex-husband, I was doing exchanges with him, um, with our son, and I would meet him and we would trade off. And even if the exchanges were seemingly uneventful, like there wasn't any conflict or anything like that, I would get back home and every single time I would have a migraine that would like take me out for the rest of the day. And eventually my sister was like, hey, I think you need to acknowledge that like your body is not saying that this feels good or this feels safe. And why don't you think about someone else doing these exchanges for you? Another way anxiety manifests is through our behaviors. So that can be through anger or a lot of irritation. Sometimes even people will have an irritation to noise or it can show up through patterns of addiction or perfectionism, incessant talking, anyone have that person in their life, or compulsive rituals. Another way anxiety can show up in the body is what I call a case of the fuckets. <laughs> it's an endearing name I gave it because the fuckets has become my nemesis. <laughs> Life is hard, y'all, so being able to laugh through the struggle really helps. The fuckets is a term I use jokingly that my friends now use. It can be thrown around on those days where you just don't feel like doing much. We all have those days and we all can get a case of the fuckets from time to time. So feel free to use this phrase in your life to laugh off the times where you feel unmotivated or just don't care as much. Another way I describe the case of the fuckets is a little bit more involved and a little less funny, but nevertheless, I still use it to label the days where my body just says, not today. Let me describe what I mean. The first year after my separation and divorce, the hardest thing I had to face was myself. My body shut down. I was experiencing PTSD, panic attacks, adrenal gland fatigue, and these issues created other health issues. I didn't know I was having PTSD or anxiety. I didn't know how to diagnose these issues. I just knew my body was not operating in the way I was used to, and that made me really angry. It slowed me down and it made me look bad in my life. I was constantly thinking self-depreciating thoughts like, what's wrong with me? Why is my body doing this today? Why don't I have the energy that I need to be able to be available to my son? Why am I still feeling sad and depressed about this? It's been long enough. Get over it. All of this self-condemnation, expecting myself to perform all the time perfectly, and if I wasn't able to do that, then I would judge myself harshly. I was feeling all these things in my body, but instead of getting curious about my symptoms, I once again resisted them and felt shame for being, quote, weak. There were days I woke up seemingly to have slept well, but emotionally, physically, and mentally, I felt totally unable to function at any level. I also describe this as the no cylinders firing days. No matter how hard I wanted my body to fire up, get moving, I could not will that to happen. The fuckets bulldozed right through my good intentions of high performance for that day and said, I don't care how hard you want to look good. We are powering down. If I was an outsider looking in, I think I would have saw these symptoms and labeled them as general depression. Was I depressed? Yes, I was. And I was acknowledging that and tending to it. But it wasn't only depression. Looking back, I see my body was doing what it needed to do to heal itself. 
layer by layer working through the damage. I started noticing a pattern of when the case of the fuckets would come around. Anytime I would experience an emotionally depleting event, whether with my ex or my son or my family or something at work, I would wake up the next day feeling the no cylinders firing. Let me clarify. There are illnesses that can cause fatigue and mood changes, and I believe those oftentimes need to be tended to by a doctor. What I'm talking about here is when the body reaches a breaking point from years of undetected anxiety, depression, trauma, etc. And these can often show up during seasons of grief or loss or chronic stress, when a big change is happening, or when we've just not had the space to deal with something from the past. I still have these episodes, although they are not as extreme, and I've gotten better at anticipating when they might come, and I plan accordingly. If I have a stressful moment come up in my day, I acknowledge it and I shift my day to try and create rest. Maybe I'll have to cancel a hangout with a friend or even cut my to-do list down for the day. The most important thing is that I know my body is indicating what it needs, which is recovery. And instead of getting angry about it, I try my best to find ways to give it what it needs. I call it listening to your body like a trusted friend. So what does listening to your body look like? What the heck am I talking about? (laughs) Okay, Um, let me explain this a little bit. Basically, we want to pay attention to our body's reactions to things and to physical symptoms. Let it be a point of indication and information that something is not healthy, is too much, or maybe out of balance. Let's use anxiety as an example. Anxiety is the soul's way of communicating something is awry and needs attention. And if we ignore the symptom, we ignore the message. It's trying to help us and point us to areas where we need healing or boundaries or showing us that a schedule might be too demanding. So whether you're having major or subtle clues from your body, what are some things you can do to help when symptoms of anxiety show up? The first thing that we can do is we can welcome thoughts, feelings, and emotions. That alone can be really hard. So basically, instead of deflecting or avoiding or judging or criticizing, we're going to tune in and we're going to ask questions. In episode three, I talk about this process in detail and I encourage you to check that out. The second thing we can do is breath work. Breath work is such an easy, quick way to access the parasympathetic and to give ourselves that practical tool to be able to come out of the fight or flight or come out of the anxiety or the moment of stress. And even giving yourself one to two big belly breaths a day can be really helpful. If you want to do some specific breathing exercises, I have some examples on my website and you can check that out as well. A third thing we can do is we can try meditation, something that has been so helpful for me in my healing journey. And since anxiety ruminates in the mind, which of course then has implications on the body, meditation helps train our minds to deal with anxious thoughts properly. I also have a guided meditation in episode four that you can check out if you want to try meditation and see if it's for you. The fourth thing that we can do is we can talk to someone We can talk to a friend or a family member or a therapist. That alone can be really helpful to start to process the anxiety and give it some resolve. 
The fifth thing that we can do is we can look at our diet. This can be a huge help when it comes to supporting our bodies and the healing journey that we're in. This is a whole other topic that has a lot to say about how food affects our physical bodies, but things to typically avoid would be gluten, sugar, processed foods, alcohol. So taking a look at our diet can really be helpful as well. The sixth thing we can do is we can what I call get into our body. Since anxiety can manifest in our body, finding ways to kind of get into our body and exert energy can be really helpful for kind of getting the anxiety out. So this can be simple as stretching or walking, or you can do something a little bit more intense like exercising or even sex is really good, or you can do something playful and silly like a dance party, whatever feels good and makes you feel kind of that release afterwards. The seventh thing that we can do is we can educate ourselves. Just knowing more about the body and how it's connected and how it works can be really, really, really validating. One book I would really recommend is a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And I won't get into it on this podcast, but most people that I know that have read this have really gained so much insightful information about their body and what it's communicating to them. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor, but if you're needing resources or further support, you can visit holisticcoaching.me slash resources. So whether you're experiencing minor symptoms of anxiety in your body or a full-blown case of the fuckets, know that your body is not here to work against you, but to work for you, helping you recover, heal, and giving you key information on how to establish balance and healthy rhythms going forward. Check out future episodes for tips and tools on managing and learning from the anxiety in our lives. Until next time, be well, friends. Thank you.